Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Yo, how you doing? Good morning. And welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by DeVille D.I., the podcast. Do, do, do. I don't know why I did that, but I just thought it was hard to do that. How's everybody doing today? Hope you're doing well. I got a story to tell, bars. Man, so, okay. Check this out. I told y'all the other day that Saturday was uh, my stepdaughter's birthday. So, I had asked what she wanted for her birthday and she said she wanted some vans or and money that's what she wanted for her birthday so me and my my daughter had went to the mall and you know partial of the idea was gonna check out some shoes i snuck and saw what size shoes she wear and all that type of stuff and i was gonna purchase something then i realized that she's 15 years old and you know a 15 year old girl is very specific about what shoes she won't and we'll wear. So I was like, eh, DeVille, probably not the best idea to purchase the shoes. Just give her some money. Let her buy her own shoes. So that was the plan. Fast forward. When was this? Was it yesterday, maybe? Yesterday, day before. I'm not quite sure. But either way, I get a text that is uh, my girlfriend. She's like, hey, were you planning on getting her something for her birthday? And I was like, yeah, I was going to give her, you know, some money. So, after that, a little bit after that, I text her. I don't text her. I go through my uh, bank app, and I send her some money. Because, see, we have this thing where she'll go out, and she'll shop, and she'll get all the groceries. And then she'll text me a receipt of, you know, what she bought. And then I'll just, you know, send her the uh, the money to her bank account for the groceries. <laughs> so, today, me and my daughter, we went to Michael's. She was looking for a white apron and a pleated skirt or a sewing kit so she can make a pleated skirt because she's trying to do a cosplay of some anime character that she loves. So we found aprons, didn't have the white ones. They had an off-white one. So, But she was fine with that. She grabs the apron and uh, a cloth, um, you know, one of those markers or paint. It's like a marker, but you draw clothes with it. You know what I mean. We grab that. We come home. So we're sitting there, and she's decorating this apron to match the apron that the anime character wears. And so my girl comes home, and she's on some, um, you know, uh, I'm looking up. She's like, I'm looking up times, showtime, so we can go see Ma, that movie Ma. Everybody wants to see it. So she's like, we're, we're going, I'm looking up times we can go see Ma this weekend. It's like, yeah, okay, they got a show on 8.25 on Saturday. And, and she, you know, she basically, like, told us all the dates. Not all the dates, all the times that they had for the movie. And my daughter's like, let's go at 8.25. So I was like, cool. And then she turns and she's like, and you're going to pay for it. And I was like, uh, nah, fam, I paid for the last movie. Last weekend, we all went to see Brightburn. So we do have this thing where... Uh, We'll kind of rotate and think things that involve everybody. We usually either rotate, you know, I'll pay one time and she'll pay one time, or we might we might even split it from time to time. 
just not to put the burden on one person because there's four of us. So not to put the burden on everybody every time that we step out of the house. You know, we'll kind of rotate or whatever. And I was like, nah, I paid last time. And she's like, but you owe me, though. Nah, fam, DeVille don't owe you nothing. I don't owe you country bammers nothing. That's one thing that I take pride in. I don't owe nobody nothing. I pay my debts. Now I'm going to pay you when I feel like paying you. <laughs> but I don't owe nobody nothing. I pay my debts. So she's like, you owe me. I was like, owe you for what? She's on some the groceries. And I say, nah, fam. DeVille paid you for those groceries. I sent you the money through, your, through the banking app. And she's like, uh-uh. That was the money for her birthday. No, fam. So, <laughs> what happened was, what had happened was, when, because we were texting at the time where I was sending the transfer, she assumed that the money that I sent her was for her daughter's birthday. So, she sent that money, transferred that, well, yeah, she transferred that money because she, She's recently opened up her uh, daughter a bank account because she's babysitting and uh, she's cutting. She's doing the yard work for every other week, you know, for money. And so she opened up her account and she's using that money to, like, pay her phone, pay for this iPhone that she wanted and all this type of stuff. So she had transferred the money I transferred to her to her to her daughter, thinking that that was her birthday present. I was like, no, nah, fam, that was your money. <laughs> And the look on her face was crazy. She was like, uh-uh. I was like, yeah. They're not, uh, that wasn't for her. That was the money for the groceries. I gave her her money, and I did. I had, matter of fact, it was yesterday I got up. I was going to give it to her the day before. But, you know, teenager, she slept all day. So uh, this morning, well, yesterday morning when I was going to work, she came out of the room, and she was fixing her something to eat and whatever. And I had the cash on me, so I was like, here, you know, this is for your birthday. I was like, no, nah, I gave her the money. So she's like, uh-uh, don't believe it. So she goes to the room, and once again, her daughter is sleeping because she's a teenager. She's in her emo phase, and she sleeps all day and all night. So she goes in there, and uh, she wakes her up. She's like, did the fella give you some money today? Give you some money for your birthday? She told her, yeah. And she was like, well, how much did he get? And she told her whatever. <laughs> so yeah, man, she 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 done transferred the grocery money to her, thinking that that was uh for her birthday. I thought that was hilarious. Me and my daughter, we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And I told my daughter, I said, look, it's time to um gonna teach you a very valuable life lesson. So I went out grabbed this uh notepad that we have on the refrigerator, you know. One of those little notepads with the magnet on it we have on the refrigerator. I went and grabbed that, and I wrote the words out. I wrote, assume, spelled it out, assume. And then I broke it down, and I told her, see, when you assume, this is why you never assume anything. Because when you assume what happens, you make an ass. And I wrote down the A-S-S out of you, and I circled that you, not me and then I wrote down that in me. You know, when you assume you make an ass out of yourself is what I was telling her. <laughs> Cause see I have this model man in my house. Worry about yourself. You know. And I mean that in the the most polite way that it can be meant. 
you know, of course we all worry about each other because, you know, we're one unit. But at the same time, when certain situations, you got to worry about yourself because, number one, you shouldn't be worried about what kind of... <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about the gift that I'm giving her. I told you I was giving her a gift. She knew she had the money. It was you trying to anticipate, you know, things and trying to get ahead of the game or maybe she felt some type of way because, you know, I hadn't handed it over yet. And that made me think, that's why I went and, you know, grabbed the cash and made sure I gave it to her um, yesterday, you know, because it was like, it, it is, her birthday was Saturday. So we are a couple of days past and I haven't given her anything. So maybe, you know, it might be, you know, kids are sensitive. So like maybe it hurt her feelings or something. She thinks I'm not getting her anything. So let me go ahead and get this money and give it to her. But if she had, a, but if, if, my, if, if my girl had been, worrying about herself she would never have put her in herself in the position to where she had given the the money to her daughter for her birthday because it was more the money that i sent her for the groceries was more than what i actually gave her for her birthday so just imagine her 15 years old she's sitting there and she's got this <laughs> and she's looking at it like dang i done came up you know what i'm saying but no that's that was just your mom thinking too much and she gave you the grocery money and then I gave you the money and now you're sitting fat over there. You know, what do you do in that situation? Do you take the money back or do you leave it? You know, just leave it be. I'm like, you know, just let her keep the money because, uh, you know, you gave it to her now. And that's kind of disappointing and disheartening for you to go in and, and recoup this money that she thinks she just got for her birthday, man. But, hey, it is what it is. Oh. Oh, yeah, I got a call in from my boy at Driven Balance uh, Podcast and uh, referring to the episode where I was telling you about the stereotypes in my sick-ass new gaming chair that I'm actually recording my podcast from right now. I should go and leave a review on their website. Maybe I can get some type of sponsorship or something. They can send me out some cool stickers or something like that. But, uh-huh. So... We're going to get into that call in in a second, but first we're going to take a short break. Yo, bro, I just uh, wanted to highlight you, man. I got one of them gaming chairs too, man, probably about a month ago. Uh, it got like a little footrest that slides from up underneath the chair and stuff, man. But I ain't got all the doodads with the Bluetooth like you do. But yeah, man, I love my dog on gaming chair. Yeah, I feel you on the stereotypes still, man. Uh, but a lot of people use their stereotypes to, you know, that are baseless. You know, like if you if you break down what they're actually saying, it has no merit. For example, when, you know, popular stereotype, all black people love chicken. You know, that would imply that because you are a darker hue, you inherently are going to love chicken. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but you ever been to a Chinese restaurant? Ain't nothing on the menu but chicken. There's a little beef here and there, but it's mostly chicken. So I, I'm offended when I hear that shit. <laughs> That's right. Shout out from to my boy driven balance over there man so first let's talk about these gaming chairs man this gaming chairs is dope and the only thing that could have made my gaming chair better 
is if it had a footrest that came from up under it. So even though I got the Bluetooth action and the big speaker and everything going on, I am slightly jealous that you have a footrest that comes out from under your gaming chair that you can rest your dogs on. Because I was literally sitting in my chair um, watching TV and I thought to myself, you know, you know what would be dope? If this joint had a little footrest and reclined a little bit, man, I probably never leave this chair. <clears throat> then the stereotypes. Uh, the Chinese spot. Now, first and foremost, I got to inform you, brother, that the Chinese restaurants that you're eating at are, are trash. Because the, the the Chinese restaurants that I go to, well, the one that I go to, they got chicken, they got beef, they got pork, they got shrimp, they've got fish, they got crabs, they got everything on their menu. So to go, when you, next time you're up in that spot, tell them, that the video I said they trash and they can at me. <laughs> I got hands. <laughs> but no, nah, man. With the whole chicken thing, man. See, <clears throat> you know, coming up, one thing that I, I've realized, because I've spent some time working in grocery, is that, you know, and has traditionally been that chicken and pork are two of the least expensive meats that they out there. When you get into turkey, Turkey's a little bit more expensive than that, and, you know, than beef, and then, you know, bison, and, and, you know, even Angus beef, or goat, and lamb, and all that type of stuff. The price tag goes up. So, I think some of that stereotype does come from the fact that, traditionally, black people ate a lot of chicken, because it was an inexpensive meat, and it was very versatile. You know, you can get chicken, you can make soup, you can fry the chicken, you can bake the chicken, you can make your alfredos. You can do a whole plethora of things with chicken. And then, like I said, it's inexpensive. You can get a whole chicken for like six bucks and cut that joint up and feed the family. You know what I mean? Even if you go out to eat at restaurants a lot of times, um, you know, a bucket of chicken or, you know, eight piece, ten piece of chicken, you might spend, what, ten bucks on that or something like that? I don't know. It's been a while since I actually went out and bought already cooked chicken. I usually cook my chicken at home. But, yeah. So, I think there is some uh, some amount of weight to that stereotype. Because, brother, you know you like some chicken. And I enjoy some chicken, too. <laughs> but Eric doesn't, everybody. I think chicken is just one of those things that is, uh, it was a staple of the poor community. Whether you were white, black, you know, whatever. If you, you know, had a set amount of funds that you were able to spend on food. Chicken is one of those go-tos that you can get. Chicken and pork, man. Chicken and pork. You know, and it's just was the fact of that a lot of times people in these communities, because, you know, when people are forming stereotypes, they're from the stereotypes formed from the outside looking in. So, of course, they're not going to include their own demographic uh, into the situation you know, they're going to, because they're on the outside and they're looking at you and your people. So they come up to that conclusion that black all black people love chicken, especially some fried chicken, because they see us. They watch us. If you think about it, a lot of times these people who came up with these stereotypes were the ones we were purchasing the chicken from. They were the butchers. They were the farmers. They were the shop owners where we were buying the chicken, and they noticed that we were probably buying an exceptional amount of chicken, 
But it wasn't because we just had this outstanding love for chicken. It was because chicken is cheap. That's why I don't understand why a 10-piece at American Deli costs so much because chicken is very inexpensive. I can go get a bag of chicken drumettes and, and, and wing portions for the price of I can get a, a one meal and some fries and a drink. But that's neither here nor there. That kind of touched the VLDI soul a little bit because I do love me some chicken. And I'm not afraid to say it. But you know something that I do notice and I will admit, I'm not ashamed to admit uh, my insecurities, that when I go out, like let's say if I'm at a, I'm have, I'm at a work lunch or a, a work meeting where there's lunch involved and we're going out to eat, I refuse to order the chicken. Just for that simple fact that of that stereotype that, you know, black people love chicken, all black people love chicken. If I'm out on a, on a, on a having a meal, at work, for work, the last thing that I'm going to order, I refuse to order chicken under any circumstance. And that's, like I said, it's insecurity because I know that that is a stereotype and I refuse to give the, if there are any uh, racists or bigots at that table, I refuse to give them the enjoyment to be able to go back to the office after work and say, hey, did you see him down there? He was loving that chicken. <laughs> no, no, I'll take the lamb. I'll take the lamb with the asparagus tips. Give me some mashed potatoes, garlic mash if you got it, please, and keep that bread coming, you whore. Oh no, sorry, waitress lady. Didn't mean to call you a whore. I get, I get excited sometimes. But, y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some discipline, and that's exactly what your boy DeVille Diaz is going to give you. So, discipline for today. Be wary of being in charge. And be wary, <coughs> excuse me, be wary of people that are quick to put you in charge. Y'all remember, if y'all seen Avengers Endgame, y'all remember at the end where Thor was uh, on the was on the ship with uh, the Guardians and the Star-Lords. He has his map up and he's scrolling through his map, plotting out the course of where they're going to go next. And then Thor walks up and he just slides the map. You know, start scrolling through the map. And Starlo's kind of like, don't touch my map. Or, you know, I'm the captain. I'm in charge here. And then Thor's like, yeah, oh, you're in charge. Everybody knows you're in charge. He's like, yeah, I am in charge. Ain't I? Exactly. Be wary of being put in charge. Because that motivation, people use that that power, that 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 title, that authority of placing you in charge as a system of control and a system to get your buy-in at times. So, you ever been in a situation or you ever see a situation where somebody comes up and they say, hey, we got this project going on and I want you to do it. You're in charge of this. This is your thing, right? But then every time it comes around where it's time to make a decision, they have a suggestion. Hey, how about we start tomorrow at 6 a.m.? What do you think? It's up to you, though, because you're in charge. This is your thing. Now, really, what they're telling you is start this off at 6 a.m., but they're trying to make it seem like you have a choice, like you have an option. If you want to find out whether or not you have an option, say no. No, I'm not going to do it at 6 a.m. We're going to start this up around 7, 30, 8 o'clock and see how they respond to it. Or they'll say, hey, I know um you got uh, John and Mike working on this part of the project, but hey, this is Steve. Meet Steve. Steve's a great guy. 
maybe you should, I was thinking you should put Steve in charge of that instead of Mike and John because Steve can do it better or Steve has more experience. What they're really telling you is, hey, this is Steve. Steve's going to do that for you. You get where I'm going with it? But they use that illusion of putting you in charge and making you think that you're the one in charge to, so that they can gain control because at the end of the day, what they're doing is setting you up to have a fall guy, to have someone that they, um, what they call it, a scapegoat. So they can say, hey, if things go bad, they say, hey, this was John. This was John's project. This wasn't my project. John was running things. But the whole time they've been micromanaging and stepping on your toes and making sure that you did it the way that they want it done, but you're in charge. It's your project. Be wary of that. A lot of times it's a setup. And make sure when you are put in charge that you actually stay in charge. You have to be disciplined enough to step up to people that may be uh, of a higher position, you know, higher up that uh, ladder of success than you are and say, no, we're going to do things this way. We're going to do this this way. Well, why are we going to do it that way? Well, I mean, it's my project. I'm in charge. I'm responsible. Because either way, you should be getting credit for it. But a lot of times you don't get the credit until it goes bad. Because people will put you in charge, but then when they're playing this uh, this chess game with you, where they're maneuvering and manipulating their people into your project, a lot of times they're going to swoop in and steal that project right from up under you and give you zero credit for the work that you've done on it. It's really their project. They're, just, they're using you to basically supervise the project. Now, there's absolutely... Nothing wrong with that. The danger in it is, one, like I said, you end up being the scapegoat if the project goes wrong. Two, the project goes great, and you get no credit for it. So if you're going to be in charge, meaning that you're going to be the one held responsible, that you're the one that the candle is going to be held up to, if things go bad, make sure that you do have your people in there the people that you pick and choose to do this and make sure that things are going the way that you designed them to go. Because if you're going to have to take the fall for it, if it goes bad, you want to make sure that it was your idea and you're not taking the fall for somebody else's idea. Take this information, use it however you will, but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated to masturbate today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. I love and appreciate each and every last one of y'all that tune in to Thoughts by the Field DI the podcast, which you know is available everywhere podcasts are available, especially PodCoin, where you get paid to listen. The Field DI is out of here, man. Peace.